It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, does Kirby Smart have a problem? And there's always this X-Factor dude that gets the hucks. But can an X-Factor from the Hawks get the Cavs? And a big-name college football athlete is out here getting a chance to go with WWE. Woo! We got to talk about all that right here. That's next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, when you think about all of the things that the Georgia Bulldogs have done over the past couple of years, you know, that they've had, had to have talent in order to be back-to-back national champions. But one of those talented players, Kendall Milton, we found out, is going to be down for the rest of the spring practice, which is going to wait to about three weeks or so, and he will not return. And one thing that we've learned about Georgia and what they've been known for is to have embarrassment of riches at the running back position. But should we be concerned that Kendall Milton, once again, is dealing with injuries, and this may slow him down a little bit come September. No, because you have a couple guys coming back from last year for starters. In Dwan Edwards, who had seven touchdowns, his average was about 5.5, not the 6.9 yards per, per game that you necessarily got from Kendall Milton, but I think 5.5 yards is still pretty darn reasonable, right? Pretty productive, and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we started to see Branson Robinson come in, uh, really coming on, in the back part of last season as well, averaging about 4.9 yards of carry and also had a couple touchdowns with three touchdowns to be exact. So I think, and that's just for starters, that's just an example of who they were and what they brought to the backfield last year. But when you look at running back you and you just go down the list, and I'm not even talking about looking at stats, just go down the list. They literally are carrying one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight (laughs) running backs So in my opinion, I'm like, okay, I don't see if you're carrying eight running backs, you tell me, 
I don't see where that, and like you called it, embarrassment of riches, is something that literally this team should be worried about. I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm not worried about it either. Now, if you're telling me that one of the, the guys who are vying for the starting quarterback spot gets yes. hurt, that's a totally different conversation because when you're talking about having Mike Bobo coming in as the OC, a new OC, you know, he said he's going to, you know, bring some of the same concepts that they brought to the table last year, and that's pretty simple. Hey, run the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that's going to be something that, you know, that's going to be an easy transition. But but like you said, when you're talking about a run from a running back spot and giving what they are bringing back on their offensive line, you know, the guys that are blocking for them, those are some of the things that kind of fall into whether or not I'm concerned. And I'm not too concerned when he's talking about Georgia and at the running back spot. Any other spot, maybe the defensive end, outside edge guy, you wide know, our receiver, yeah. you know, Rara Thomas and all those guys, Dominic, coming yeah. in that are coming in right now. You know, that's something yeah. like that can affect them down the road. But when you're talking about a running back spot, where yes. they are just absolutely loaded every year. <laughs> um, and people, guys are just basically waiting in line to get the opportunity to go to the NFL. Yes. So, yeah, this, those, these are one of those – this is one of those situations that I'm not too concerned about. But right. those are some of the things that I feel like. And then plus it's spring training. So, it I is. think Kirby Smart and, and company will definitely be able to bounce back. And they've been, they've been a one-two punch. They've been running back by committee for a couple of years now anyway. So they have no I choice. Think he, well, so well, I don't know, because Nick Chubb <laughs> and Sony Michelle, I think that was just by design. I don't know Good. that that's yeah. necessarily by, like, force. Mm-hmm. But I think that was more by design, but it works for them. And, and, right. and no they doubt. seem to reload whenever one of those backs goes down. You know, you, you think about Kenny McIntosh and the one-two punch between Kendall Milton and him and sometimes – injuries would be an issue with those two and somebody would step up to the plate. So the, the running backs whom we just mentioned who started to come on last season, they might not even be the featured backs this season because that's how loaded Georgia is. And how many times has someone just kind of come up from the ranks and just taken over? Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think that, you know, this is, and those are some of the things you count on, right? And they count on it because that's how they recruit. They recruit, like, the best running backs in the country. Yeah. So, when for these situations, and I think that Kirby Smart and, and his whole team down there in Athens, they got this thing covered, and I'm not concerned, and I'm sure Kirby may say, hey, you know, we're hoping everything comes back and all give you that dignified speech. But down deep down, he's like, man, I got this. Like, oh, y'all don't yeah. know who I got in this stable. Do y'all see who I have in this stable? Yes, we see who you have in that stable. So that's why we're not concerned either, Kirby. Now, when it comes to speaking of spring training, how about this, T? The Braves, they they are off to a great start. We're talking about Ozzy Albies coming back healthy. You got nephew Ronnie coming back healthy. You know, Eddie Rosario looks like he's finally starting to come back around. He was looking good in the World Baseball Classic. So all of these factors, right? And then you got the athletic out here popping off, talking about Matt Olson is a, a MVP favorite. I promise you they listen to the show, T. Come on now. Who, who, who would be saying how that shift, being that that shift is going to be out this year, is going to benefit the most? And I always said that it's going to be Matt Olson, but – I'm at the point now, T, like, here's my question to you and to, to you know, uh, Locked On Sports Atlanta f- listeners out there. You can drop it in the comment box. Are you even concerned about the Phillies and the Mets out here spending all type of money and then asking for some of it back the, on a $25,000 seats? Are you even concerned about anybody else in the division right now? 
Not at all, because (laughs) the Phillies barely disposed of the Braves and the Braves had a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries to key players. You just mentioned some of them. Ozzie Albies, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Eddie Rosario, three of the four who've been lights out in spring training. So if three of the four weren't themselves or were outright out of the playoffs or the postseason and they're all telling us they're back, they're 100 percent. And Matt Olson, who was pretty much 100% last year, now has changed his stance just a little bit, which he started to do late last season in the postseason, mm-hmm. oddly enough, against the Mets and the Phillies. But if you take those three who are back and you take him, I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't really care how much the Mets have loaded. I don't care how much the Marlins have loaded. I don't care how much the Nats have loaded. I would put this this lineup top to bottom. I would put this Braves lineup against any team in Major League Baseball this season and expect nothing but for them to have every opportunity to not just get another division win, but also to be right there vying for a World Series title. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, that's what makes it so – like, listen, all the names you just – Yeah. Names you just threw out there. Like, you still didn't miss a and couple it, names. Right. You know I mean? We didn't even talk about Austin <laughs> Riley. Austin Riley, you know Michael what I'm Harris saying, who was an MVP candidate. So, right. Michael Harris, who was rookie of the year. There you know, it Spencer is. Strider, who was in, right behind him in second place. Yeah. Like, this team is so loaded. But and, and also, to add to that, T, here's another little thing as far as within a division. Edwin Diaz, gone. He's gone for the Mets. You know, you got Reese Hoskins, who is a Braves killer. I didn't yeah. even know who Reese Hoskins was for two, a couple of years until, until he started playing against the Braves. I'm like, man, this dude kills the Braves every time he right. plays against them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think that, you know, with those couple of injuries, that's going to have an effect on those teams. Indeed. And, you know, I mean, I know they got Bryce Harper still with the Phillies. You know, they may be able to uh, supplement some of that. But that is a loss for them. And I think oh, yeah. that, you know, what, what the Braves have been dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, and the depth that they have, and you got guys like Dylan Dodd and Jared yes. Schuster who are willing to step in and give you a couple of starts until Kyle Wright, who was the the major league leader in wins last year mm-hmm. with 21. Yeah, like I, I'm so not concerned about what's going on. And I, and I wholeheartedly feel that the Braves right. – a Braves player this year will be uh, donning that MVP trophy this year. Yes. I don't know who. I can't tell you who. I got a couple right. hunches. Matt Olson, maybe Ronald Cunha nephew gets back into those convers- in that conversation. But, T, this is, this is something that I'm definitely – we got to be locked in for this 162 this year. <laughs> Indeed. And you look at and, – and it's unfortunate because you never want anybody to go down. And, of course, Reese Hoskins is going to get a second opinion. But the bottom line is – Reese Hoskins is done for the season. So that guy who is the Braves killer, again, if he's not in that lineup, not to say they don't have other weapons, but that is a critical piece for them too. And of course the Braves, all of those individuals we mentioned, they have to get through 162 games, hopefully, or somewhere close by without any major injuries themselves. But if everything is equal, then I still have no problem giving it to the Braves. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'll probably even put the Gwinnett Stripers up against a couple of major league teams. Definitely the A's. Probably. <laughs> they out here. Yeah. Out here started. They opened their start as Kyle Muller. And that right. was kind of like a throw-in for the Braves when they made that trade for um, um, Sean Murphy. So those are some of the things that, you know, we're definitely going to keep an eye on. We hope you keep an eye on them as well. But coming up next, how about this? Does Quinn Snyder have to make Trey Young and DeJounte Murray work? 
Ooh, we'll talk about that next. But first, we got to talk about FanDuel.com slash LockedOn because it is the number one sports book in America. March Madness has jumped off. So what are you waiting on? I need you to go there right now. And guess what? When you go there and if you're a new customer, they have the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. There's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, so you're out here losing your shorts, you you betting on all the number one seeds to get to the Final Four, man, they got you covered. Go ahead and go there right now. All you got to do is download the app. It's super safe, secure, and easy to use. You got to worry about no flu gaziness. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, and three strain. So, yeah, it's super easy. Go there right now. Plus, you can even have a, a chance for a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So make sure you go check those guys out. So now, don't miss the sur- no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So the big question of the day that you mentioned is that we are winding down the season for the Hawks and at the beginning of the season there was so much excitement the minute the news hit that DeJounte Murray was being traded from the Spurs to the Hawks like the city was just on fire yes but here we are winding the season down and that combination of the backcourt that we just thought was going to stand up to any backcourt in the NBA just hasn't quite turned out or panned out at least so far to be what we thought they were going to be so right now we have a new coach in Quinn Snyder who has a different mindset about offense that he's actually verbalized these last couple of days on what he needs to see in that offense. But after going after DeJounte Murray the way he did and giving up what the Hawks gave up for him, is this a situation where Snyder is going to have to find a way to make it work for the two of them? Or low-key, is he going to have to decide which of these guys is truly someone you want to build around going forward? That is a really good question, but I, I think that just given the, the 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 gravity of how they acquired um, Dejounte Murray, you're giving up three first round picks, and then you're talking about one year and potentially trading him in that in that offseason going into his last year of his contract. I don't know if that's a good look as an organization because we all know that Travis Schlenk was the one who wasn't necessarily all on board with this trade. So I think that. Those are some of the behind-the-scenes folks, <clears throat> Nick Ressler, um, that, that pushed this thing through, <clears throat> Landry Fields. So they are going to say, hey, Quinn, we need you to bring your expertise to this situation and make this thing work. Because I I, I, I don't think that it's going to come down to a scenario where they have to choose either or. I think that's a little extreme. Um, I think there have to be some extreme circumstances in order to happen in order for that to work, maybe Trey Young start going crazy or acting a nut, and they like, okay, all right, he, he requests a trade or something like that. I don't, I don't see that happening. But yeah, I think Quinn Snyder, I would think that was one of the reasons why he was brought in with 21 games to go to say, hey, man, see what's going on, diagnose the issues, and see what we have to subtract to in order to make this work because. Yeah. That backcourt, we have to at least make it work for the next two years. Yeah. And, and, and it's from a from a contract, from contractual standpoint and from a, a, a draft capital standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that before you kind of 
throw the baby out with the bathwater with those two, I truly believe you have to get better surrounding partners, right? Like your surrounding cast is not fit for what Quinn Snyder wants to do. That's now that's one of the reasons that the Hawks extended bogey because in Quinn Snyder's offense, he's looking for that guy who can catch and shoot. He's looking for that guy who even yeah, and he's looking for a guy maybe to compliment Trey and because Trey's pretty much the only one on that team who can dribble, dribble, shoot the three. So I think before you can go anywhere with what happens with Trey and what happens with DeJounte, you're going to have to get some more weapons on offense. You're going to have to get some more, more sharpshooters and hopefully AJ Griffin gets back to form and that'll be an, uh, an, an weapon uh, coming off the bench for you. But I think also you've got to decide what you're going to do with your front court. And until you can do that, I think ultimately speaking, you really can't make a decision on your backcourt. I don't think there's enough. To me, Jarvis, they don't really have a strong enough nine-man rotation. And that's really the other piece there. Like yeah. we're seeing the bench mob get back to who they used to be, but they're not quite there yet. So once we have a full nine-man rotation, once we have the kind of players like Quinn Snyder used to have, like a Rudy Gobert type, if you will, a Donovan Mitchell type like getting more in that space a little bit if you will then we can have some conversation but i think right now it's just kind of it's too soon to tell it's too too soon to tell but i will tell you this piece of what i do like about what quinn snyder said and that is he liked what the communication was on the back end of the game sat, uh, Sunday against the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. And I, I would tend to agree with him. I thought that the defense stepped up a little bit more in that game. And one of the things I was thinking about with them as well is if indeed the defense actually stepped up, then you're not going to see things like random players like David Roddy take it coast to coast, right? right. Or Tyus yeah, exactly. Jones out here like blowing things out of control or, and I'm going to say it the way I mean it, the dude who scored 25 points in the second quarter yeah. of Saturday night's game when versus the Pacers. I, yeah, I said it that way. <laughs> when you say his name. Because yeah. it's always just random dudes. <laughs> I mean, you just plug it. Exactly. It's always just a random dude that you can plug in <laughs> and put him anywhere. You can put him at the top of the key. You can put him on the side of the perimeter, and he is just going to catch you, catch you, catch you. So that, to me, is my question. We already know that from the Cleveland Cavaliers perspective, it could be anybody. We have seen Ricky Rubio go off from three. We know Donovan Mitchell is capable of it as well. So, and then they've got all of these kind of like names, these extra X factors. Who in the world can be the X factor for the Hawks tonight? Wow. I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say it. And I might be wrong and I don't care if I am. DeAndre Hunter. Like mm. I need DeAndre to be the defensive player of the year that he was coming out of college. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. the guy that you were brought in to be a two-way guy. Yeah, like, you know, he has some inconsistency shooting the rock. Yeah, I get that. That's going to happen. But when it comes to defensively, like, that has to be brought each and every night. Yeah. And if you can't give me that each and every night, I don't need to have you in my starting lineup yeah. because that's yeah. what starters do. They, there are certain aspects of your game that you're going to be able to bring consistently. And mm -hmm. you kind of ride the wave when it comes to other things. Because if you're not known as a shooter, yeah, I know you're going to struggle shooting a three. But 
if you are known as a guy who can be a two-way player, a solid two-way player, yeah. you know, with defense being your, your best asset, mm-hmm. like that has to be brought every night. Yes. Like no yes. excuses right. unless you're hurt or, or you're dealing with some injuries. And that's yeah. and if you are, you don't like I said, you don't need to be in that start, starting lineup. So yeah, for me, yeah. it has to be DeAndre Hunter because it, it just hasn't been clicking on that side of the court. On that side of the basketball, for me, with my yeah. eyes and what I've seen, I don't think DeAndre Hunter has been playing up to the level that he should be when Indeed. it comes to on the defensive side of the basketball. Yeah, and I can I can get with that because if he's not going to give you anything offensively, which he really isn't, then yeah. be the perimeter, the wing defender that we need you to be. Because yeah. that's how that's how dude, whoever random dude and you is can tonight, turn that into points. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That, yeah, right, exactly. Because if you can at least affect the shot of that random dude, then hopefully you'll get the long rebound and not the Cavaliers. And then that'll contribute to your fast break points, right? Because the Hawks actually had a decent number of fast break points compared to the Grizzlies. They were really about yes. even, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at it from that perspective, I wholeheartedly agree with you turning that into points. And the other thing is, Jarvis, turnovers. Because the Hawks sometimes do a pretty decent job in getting other teams to turn the ball over. They then protect the ball. And like you said, that's what gets them more points. And Jarvis, may I just add to what you said with DeAndre Hunter, if you can just get in there, because we know Clint Capella and Onyeka Okongu are just doing a bang up job. So I'm going to kind of like a game of spades. I'm going to take that one and I'm going to say we got two books here because you know what else needs to be a, a, not a book and a possible, but two books, John Collins. John Collins, oh, because if you on, can bro. just give a are, little no. bit more, I know. <laughs> come on, I know. Bro. Why did why was I Captain Hopkins? I know. Yeah, no, know. no, it's fine. Like I'm glad you yeah. said it because yeah. you know can people we just, are like, man, yeah. I know Jarvis going to say John Collins. John Collins. Oh, she right. said it this That's time. This, I was about to say, you know what? I said it for family. Okay, I said yes. it for family. So come, come for me. But the yes. reason I said that is because listen. When you're at that four, Jarvis, to me, that four is a very interesting position, right? Because right. you have fours that are more like Anyeka Okongu, that power forward who's going to go in there and make sure that he's going to swat everything moving in the paint. Mm-hmm. Then you've got those kinds of fours who are very agile, and they can get out and to the perimeter and make sure that they affect shots or they can get out there because they're quick, they're agile, they can get out there and affect those mid-range jumpers. Right. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Like, we're going to need to see some of that if the Hawks expect to beat the Cavaliers. And not just that, Jarvis, but this is a run where you and I know they're going up to Chicago. The Bulls are the yep. Bulls are smelling blood right now yep. when it comes to the Hawks and the Raptors. Mm-hmm. So you've got to start getting those pieces in place and being that on a consistent basis, being that on a consistent basis, Jarvis already told you, so that's three times I told you you need to do it consistently mm-hmm. in order to really maybe pull away and, and get some sneak wins out of there, right? Maybe you right. sneak a win at Chicago. Maybe you sneak a win at the Celtics. But at a minimum in this, what, seven-game run, Jarvis? At this point, yeah, you've, got to, you've got to start that run in the right place, and this is where you start it. Forget Sunday. It's over and done with. Take these seven as your sample size and move yourself forward because that's how you're going to, at, a minim- at, at least, Jarvis, stay in that eighth spot because right now you're actually in danger of getting into the tenth spot if you're not careful. Yeah, and we know what the Cleveland Cavaliers are bringing down low. So yeah, we're gonna need that uh that uh double O and uh CC uh combination to come yeah. through like yeah. good kinfolk tonight. Exactly, because <laughs> the last time they played, Jared Allen was questionable and it didn't matter. And Jared yeah, Allen is questionable right. again. 
and it probably questionable and it probably won't matter. So yeah, you are absolutely right. But in the meantime, in between time, of course, everybody, including all of ATL is still talking about Lamar Jackson yes, because yeah, right everybody. now it's like a tug of war drivers you got Lamar Jackson saying okay bye to be more and then you got John Harbaugh saying no we love Lamar we took a chance on him five years ago let the lockdown sports today folks give you some of their reaction to the biggest news out there in the NFL you know what to do after you take a look or listen to ATL Day Ones, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. They've got their version of For the Culture. They call it Take of the Day, and they'll give you any and every take, not just across football, but really any sport. But I suspect that might be the top of the order for Locked On. So again, check them out on YouTube or wherever you download your podcasts. Absolutely. Locked On Sports Atlanta family. Listen up. How about this, y'all? When I tell y'all we are flying to 6,000 subscribers, and it's all because of you, you that have subscribed to this channel. And if you have not subscribed to this channel, what the hell are you waiting on? I'm sorry. Like, like become a part of the cool kids because that's what it's all about in life. Be a part of the cool kids. Sit on the cool side of the cafeteria. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're just sitting over in the corner over there looking. Oh, yeah, I like them people over at ATL. They're pretty good. Well, hit the subscribe button, God dog it. What are you waiting on? We need you. We want you. And we love you. Right here on ATL Day Ones. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and whatever. Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. How about this, T? Former Clemson quarterback Kelly Bryant is going to get an opportunity to showcase his talents to the <laughs> WWE. And, you know, they're going to go through a week of training and performances and everything, and then they may have the opportunity to get a contract with the WWE It's going to be him and about 49 other participants. Uh, Mark Vital is a former um, Baylor basketball standout. It's going to be there as well. So, yeah, T, this is – this, to be honest with you, like, this is something like one of those, like, deep down. You know how some people, like, deep down, they want to be singers and other stuff. They want to uh-huh. be able to sing. Right. Like, my whole, my deep down thing is, like, WWE. Like, if they would have done this and when I was in college, oh, my goodness. I would have so been all on board for this. This, this is a really, really cool opportunity for uh, Mr. Kelly Bryant. Will you answer my question? Because I was going to ask you, normally I would give you a response, but I was going to start with a question and say, okay, Jarvis, is this normal? Is this something that dudes want to do or former football players or former athletes want to do? And clearly I got my answer by the joy and excitement in your voice. I'm like, what What are you talking about? But when you put it in the terms that you just did, which is if there's something kind of buried down inside of you that you say, man, if I could do anything, I would do it well first of all Jarvis and I are doing it because this is our second career if you will so thank goodness thank God we are actually pivoting and having the time of our lives doing that thing that a lot of people you know wish they could do or want to do we actually are doing it so and really blessed to be doing it but if not this okay Jarvis I'm gonna give you a chance to figure it out what do you think I'd be doing if I had like you know that little thing down below that I could actually, you know, that little thing like, woo, woo, if I could only get a chance to do it. Ooh, you know what? The first thing that came to my mind, I, I, I always got to go with my good. Like something like on, like on doing Broadway with like Alvin Ailey type yes! of situation, like being on that. Yeah, it, it would, it would have to be that. Like that's the only thing I could even come to, that came to mind. I was like, because you know, you know, you got your dancing background and all that stuff. Y'all don't know, you know, 
Teach them how to get down. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, y'all, I let y'all let that go. Y'all can put drop in the comments where your mind go, cause I ain't, I ain't going there. I ain't going there today. Not today. But yeah, I think that that would probably be something that I think you know, as far as that, I think it'd be a good. That was something I can see. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to say, right, and, and boy, you're spot on because, yeah, it would be something like a Broadway performance or Dancing with the Stars or yeah. Dancing with the Dancing Dolls at Southern that mm -hmm. my mama wouldn't let me do when I was in college. But anyway, so, yeah, that's <laughs> what I would actually be doing. You are dead on. It's going to always be something, some performance, some dancing. Yes, or some absolutely. But yeah. low-key, Jarvis just gave me some love, so I got to give him some love as well. This might not be his top choice of that little dream or fantasy of what he'd be doing, but man listen if you know fred hammond needed somebody else to be like his you know i don't want to even say backup singer like his co-singer or you know if yeah. i could yeah, yeah like right right and then i'm thinking like or ursher like if ursher needed himself <laughs> another little back like yeah, yeah ursher, not usher. no 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 ursher. if ursher needed somebody <laughs> brother can blow brother can blow hey you already know yeah like you you yeah you spot on t because you know like my my whole idea in in this this fake reality that we're living in right now, talking about outside, you know, uh, dream uh, gigs. Like for me, it would have been like a, a like a, a Nate, picture of Nate Dogg from the South, a, <laughs> a Nate Dogg from Atlanta. Like that would have been my ideal. Oh, I like. like it. I would have started right. off doing the whole rap thing, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like the prodigal son, you know, and then eventually I would have morphed into, you know, getting into the gospel world, you right. know what I mean? But, yeah. but yeah, I would have started off with the ratchet, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. a Nate, a Nate doll from Atlanta, like singing, like all, singing hooks for the doggone outcast and goody mob. Like that would have been, man, like, yeah. woo, man, yeah. you talking about some good times yeah. back in the nineties too. Oh my gosh. I know, right. When, what? Yeah. Woo. Man. When it was on and popping, so, I love it. That was a good decade well, yeah. right there. The, the way you framed that helped me <laughs> to reconcile what in the Sam Heck is somebody excited about WWE for. But okay. Yes, yes. I yes. get it. That's why this one-two punch of yin and yang actually works because there are things that I can't <laughs> even wrap my mind around that, the, as he says, the fugaziness food food of Fugaziness, yes. Yes. I cannot wrap my mind around <laughs> Pronounce it. Pronounce that face word. Fake word. Yes, yes, that fake word. So anyway, you know what? Do you, Kelly Bryant, and good luck with your WWE dream. I hope it becomes your reality. No doubt about it. I know I'll be looking forward to it because we need some new, <laughs> some fresh talent. You know what I'm saying? Some fresh faces, as they say, in the industry of, of wrestling. Because, you know, I haven't really watched it since, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold and all those guys. But, you know. Hey, if a Kelly Bryant started mm. to make a way into you know yeah. to the thing and situation, like, hey, what's your name gonna be? Like, I want to check you out, see what's mm -hmm. going on, and we appreciate you guys each and every day for checking us out and making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, check out Locked On Sports today and make them your sec second listen. They got the biggest news of the day, and they even have the take of the day. Like we have ATL Day Ones right here. We have the for the culture. They have the take of the day that you can check out and see what the news is buzzing, what's going on in the sports world of today. Now, what I want you to do is make sure, before we get out of here, I ask you this, guy, this thing each and every day, y'all. Make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. <laughs> Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.